afternoon, everybody. How's everybody doing? It is the afternoon, and I have something very special to give you today. So, first of all, I wrote a really great sermon yesterday, and then my dog ate it. <laughs> so then, today I had to, I'm just kidding about that. I wrote a whole new sermon because God has a special, a special message for you today, and it has to do with Shalom in the home. Everybody say shalom. Shalom in the home. That's actually one thing that my housemate from Bible school, he would always say whenever he walked into the room, he said, shalom in the home. And it was kind of a silly thing, but uh, it really stuck with me. And I always say that to me whenever I'm anxious, whenever I feel, you know, anxiety or whatever, because there's something special with the Hebrew language. There's a frequency on it. When you say shalom, shalom. Anyway, I wanted to actually say something special about the heart and the mind, and this relates to peace, all right? Whenever your heart is in coherence with your brain, it emits an electromagnetic frequency, something very special. You know, like, you know when you walk into the room, that, that song comes to my mind, when you walk into the room, everything changes, when Jesus walks in, right? But when a person or, or a friend or anybody walks in, you feel something. You can tell kind of how they're feeling. You can tell if they're in a, in a glum mood. You can tell if they're really happy and energetic. But when your heart is full of love, you know, that's when very special things begin to happen. I believe that when you're full of love, miracles can happen. So whenever I, I struggle, I always just look inward, and I know that God is within me. I'm always, you know, turning inward, and that's something that we have to do all the time. Something that happened to me yesterday, I was just praying, and I was just, you know, meditating on God, just enjoying his love, just enjoying the sweetness of communion. And all of a sudden, with my eyes closed, I had a vision. I saw Jesus right in front of me, and I saw he had a, a plate and some wine, and bread. And as my eyes were adjusting, I started to hear Jesus say, this is my body. And I'm like, whoa, what is happening right now? <laughs> Jesus was offering me communion in a vision. And, and he was just saying, this is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And I ate it. I took a bite. And all of a sudden I start hearing him say, this is my cup. This is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So I drank it. And you know what I felt? Nothing. <laughs> I felt just in awe, actually, when I saw Jesus' face. I started to see his face begin to change. It was transforming into a lion, into an ox, into an eagle, and then back to a human again. And I was so confused. I didn't know exactly what was going on, right? And even though we, we see things that we don't understand, we just have to trust in God no matter what, especially in the spirit realm, especially in real life. But the beautiful thing was when Jesus Christ died, that veil was torn, torn down, you know, as the bride of Christ, in a lot of different religions, that people who get married, they have a veil over their face. You know, I don't know if, if any of you have done that. It's getting less common nowadays. But the veil is it, to cover yourself as a sign of reverence, you know, for the, for the groom. But I want everybody to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 
verse 16. 2 Corinthians 3, 16. Okay, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, we're being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So anybody knows what happens when you turn to the Lord, just like this verse says, when you turn to God, when you look inward, when you entangle yourself in the Lord, the veil begins to drop and you begin to see, you begin to see his glory. And then you begin to transform from glory to glory. And you know, it's crazy. After I had that vision with Jesus, it's amazing. He said to me, Isaiah, it's all about DNA. One of the reasons why I died for humanity was to realign their DNA with mine. That's what Jesus said to me. And you know what? You are powerful to disagree. This, is, this, this might be a hard thing to swallow, but this is what I saw, all right? I'm just gonna say what Jesus wants me to say. But you are like those whom you spend time with. You have your best friends. The more that you mingle with them, the more you become like them, right? And it's so true. The more that you eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood, you begin to see, you begin to be transformed. The renewing of your mind takes place when you meditate on God. You know, we always think, well, should I do this how often should I do this? Should I just wait for, to do this at church, to, to take communion? You know what, I think we should be doing it more frequently. You know, the, the generals, the Christian generals, like John G. Lake, for example, he was amazing. He had so many miracles that took place in his life. And he would often say in the mirror or before coming to preach, he would say, God lives in this suit. You know, God lives in this body. Your body is so special. Your body is incredible. It is designed, it's fearfully and wonderfully made by the Lord God Almighty. And Jesus, as our groom, he, he, he wants our body to change. He wants us to realize there is more. It's just like the Trinity. You know, we, we are made as a triune person. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and we often see it as like a triangle. But the thing is, they're all equal, right? There's no hierarchy, but they're all equal. In the same way, in our body, our bodies are valuable, our souls are valuable, our spirits are valuable. There are so many times in my life where, you know, there's always the battle in the mind where th you're struggling with things, where if you don't, if you don't have enough money with, with this and that, or gas is too high, or whatever it might be, right? We often just have to submit the soul to the spirit and not devalue the soul. But let me tell you a secret. God is happy. He's a happy God. And he, he wants to encounter you every single day, every single moment. Like this moment right now, this is a beautiful moment. You just have to take the time and realize like I'm alive. I am well. The spirit is within me. And when I think about these things, I have 
more reflections and more revelations of what God is doing. And I do this often in my room alone. Um, I have a lot of alone time after work. (laughs) I had another encounter with Jesus this past week. I was just centering myself. I was just breathing, taking a deep breath, breathing out. And by the way, the, the breath is so special. It, it is such a gift from God. After all, after all, God breathed into Adam and he gave him life, right? Why is it that so many different religions are, you know, focusing a lot on meditation, focusing a lot on deep breathing? You know, they want to become one. They want to find some kind, of, some kind of nirvana. They want to connect with their gods, right? And you know what? they do connect with those false gods. They really do. They do see things. They do encounter things. There's, there's people who, who float, who get visions, but visions that are not from God. And why, why are we okay with that? Why are we okay, okay with other religions indulging in the supernatural, indulging in their five senses, their five spiritual senses? You know, to taste and see that the Lord is good is something that we are born to do. Amen? Everyone say, taste and see. All right, so back to my story. I, w- I was doing some breathing, and when you do that, your heart lowers. Your frequency, it just changes when you're just focusing on God, meditating on God day and night. That's scriptural. That's from the Bible. And this time, I heard a, a door knocking, just like we talk about in the book of Revelation, we hear the, the knock on our door. And when we open the door, he'll come in and he'll dine with us. It's a very, very special thing when we do that, when we're listening, when you take the time to listen, to see what Jesus is doing. So in my encounter with God, I had a door in front of me with my eyes closed. I'm seeing this. And it's really cool. The more, the, the more that you have an anchor for the spirit realm. For example, see that door right there or that door? All, there's so many doors everywhere. And you, ha- you have beautiful doors at home because you have beautiful homes, right? But when you see that, you kind of have a, a gateway. You kind of have an anchor for when you close your eyes and you can see it. You look at it, you close your eyes, you can still see it, right? So I do this a lot. I, do, I look at pictures of green pastures. I look at pictures of still waters because there are so many times where I need to refresh my soul. There are so many times where I need to just allow God to lay me down and just escape from reality. So I open this door and I let Jesus in and I see his majestic hair. So it's so, so beautiful. So beautiful. His beautiful eyes, they were green. They were just uh, swirling. His face was, it was dark like my face (laughs) and he had brownish hair. His clothes, I didn't get a chance to see because I was just engulfed in the glory, in the light, in the radiance of his face. And all of a sudden, he rushes in. He rushes in towards me with open arms. And he gives me a great big hug, a hug from God. Can you imagine that? And I'm so used to hugging people with my head on the left side. You know, that's kind of my instinctual thing to do. But I had a thought as I was hugging Jesus. I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to move my head on the right side. Because when I do that, our hearts are connecting. Our hearts are touching. So I did that, and I saw something. I saw something. I saw Jesus Christ's heart 
And it was like, you know, it was like, just really quiet, like really quiet. But then I listened further and it got louder and louder and louder. And all of a sudden I see my heart and I see my heart is emitting waves. It's emitting love frequencies and his are getting stronger and stronger. And Jesus, Jesus said something to me. He said, something very special happens when your heart touches mine. Actually, you know, when you have a tuning fork, you guys know what tuning forks are? You hit them, you hit them on something and it makes a ringing sound. So if you have two tuning forks, if you have one that's just stationary, and if you have the other one, if you hit it on your leg or wherever, you make, you make it vibrate, you make it that frequency. If you put the one that's vibrating with the stationary one, all of a sudden the, the stationary one begins to vibrate. It begins to also emit the same frequency. And that's what was happening to me when I was encountering Jesus in our beautiful embrace. It's just like when you hug your significant other. It's just like, it's just like when you hug a friend. You know, there's something very special that begins to happen around after 20 seconds. You begin to calm down. You begin to just, uh, just be full, full of peace, love, joy. You begin to smile. It's the way we were designed. And you know, it's funny. It's just like on stage, I can imagine, you know, if somebody forgets their capo or if the keyboard player forgets to, okay, we're changing keys. This, this never happens to Brad, by the way. He's pretty good. <laughs> but sometimes somebody forgets that there's a key change. And then what happens? Uh, it's a wonderful disaster. It's a disaster. <laughs> but because the frequencies are off, right? That there's dissonance that's happening. It creates a harsh sound because the chords aren't the same. It's unpleasant. It's just like when people, you know, start to complain when they're talking about how hard, you know, work was or just how difficult things are going on in life. Oh, it, it is unpleasant. <laughs> but you know what? When your heart is tuned to the frequency of Jesus Christ, you are then focused on him. You are then vibrating at a higher, a higher frequency. You know, Nikola Tesla, he said, if you want to unlock the secrets of the world, you have to think in terms of sound, frequency, and vibration. That's what he said. And there's something very profound about that. I want to share another encounter I had with God. I, I keep sharing these things, but there's a reason for it. It's to build your faith. It's to help you realize that, you know, God is not so far. He is within you. God is within you. You are one with God. So this, count, this encounter that I had, I was just, you know, in prayer. I was just talking to the Holy Spirit about this and that. And he is so funny. He makes me laugh every day. But he, one day he just said, Isaiah, do you, do you want pizza and wings? And I said, I do. I do want pizza and wings. And he said, it's ready for you. You know where it is. And so I go, you know, to Psalm 23. There is a table that God prepares for you in the presence of your enemies. So I go to that table. We all have that table. You all have your own table. You know, mine has chocolate cake. Mine has, mine has wine. Mine has freshly baked bread. It has wings and pizza. It is so beautiful. There's honey in a pot. Like, it's just kind of, 
out of this world. If you can think of it, you haven't, you haven't encountered it. You, if you can think of it, it's, wow, God thinks of the things for you. You know, he prepares everything for you. He leads you. He guides you. He makes you lie down. You got to stop striving in your life to get the things that you want. Because when you lie down, he begins to teach you. He begins to lead you, to give you wisdom, you know. But definitely enjoy, enjoy the wine, enjoy the, the freshly baked bread, enjoy the pizza, enjoy the wings, enjoy the things that, that the master chef has prepared for you. And God is a master chef, you know. I, I always love to watch uh, Hell's Kitchen. It's a, such a funny show to watch when, with Gordon Ramsay always yelling so much where you can see his veins popping out and the guys, the guys are like, oh my goodness, ah, I'm so scared. Um, but they do learn a lot. And the, the wonderful thing is everything is ready. Everything is ready. And when the people order and they give their order over the counter, they start making it right away. It's, and it's all prepared in such a timely manner. I just want to say that God has prepared a table for you in a timely manner. He has prepared, you know, a family for you. He has prepared peace for you, joy, a beautiful plan that lines up with your will, that lines up with your scroll, that lines up with your destiny, that lines up with what you're meant to accomplish. Again, God is a master chef. And what do chefs do for a living? They cook. But why do they cook? They cook to make the customers happy, right? And to make a living. But they cook to make the people happy. They're passionate about that. In the same way, God wants to make his children happy. You know, it's not supposed to be such a difficult life that we're living. It's not supposed to be a daily grind. We're supposed to be enjoying oneness with God. To be entangled in his love. You know, in... Uh, Isaiah 40, 31, what does it say? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. But that word, those who hope, it's also entangle, those who wait upon the Lord. When you entangle yourself, what does that mean? You got to think about the Lord. You got to engage him. You got to love him and receive his love because God's presence is always around you. There's a passage in the Bible, this is not in my notes, but when, you know, I think David's writing this where he, if you go to the highest of heavens, he is still there. If you go to the lowest, lowest to the deepest ocean, God is, God's presence is still there. You can't escape his presence. His presence is in the breath. Even now his presence surrounds you. How do you begin to wait on the Lord? You know, a lot of the time I just, I just say, God, here I am. Here I am. I, lo I love that from uh, Samuel when he was a kid and the Lord was calling out to him. And he kept calling to Eli because he thought it was Eli. But no, it was actually God. And this happened several times. But there's moments where at night, I will encounter the Lord where even when I'm sleeping, what really one amazing thing happened to me maybe six months ago, I was having some neck problems because of work. I'm always lifting heavy boxes and sometimes I lift way too much. And as I was sleeping, I felt an angelic presence and I just thought, wow, like it feels so holy. Should I, I'm going to test the spirit. 
do, who do you serve? And I didn't get an answer. <laughs> but the, the angel started to touch my, my neck and to give me a, a chiropractor appointment. <laughs> when I was sleeping, I start to feel my vertebrae crack. I start to feel my neck moving left and right. And when I woke up, wow, I felt amazing. I felt like a new man. I was, I was just on fire. I was just ready to go back to work. I was excited to lift some more heavy boxes and try not to hurt myself like I almost do every day. But God does those things for a reason. For a reason. The other thing I like to say when I'm entangling myself with God is... I'm in you, and you're in me. And I keep saying that, God, I'm in you. You're in me. We are one together forever. And this is good, good food. This is nourishing. This is a powerful gentleness that destroys all of your fears. It removes all the systems of just unbelief. It reconfigures and retunes you back to love. And, and, you know, King David knew how to do this when he was troubled or when, when people wanted to kill him. He would strengthen himself in the Lord. This is, an, this is an ancient practice that has been done in believers for thousands of years. So isn't that amazing? If, when, the more that you do that, you get just knowledge of how great God is. He begins to speak to you. Isaiah, you are more than a conqueror. You know, you are my friend. I believe in you more than you believe in me. And he says those things to me, and it just makes me weep. It makes me just want to melt down. And then you start to believe, maybe I can kill some giants like David did. You know, if David killed a giant, he killed many. But if he killed a giant, a giant in the Old Covenant, what can you do? That was the Old Covenant. You know, if Joseph resisted Potiphar's wife in the Old Covenant, what can you do? If Joseph became second in command, like that was by God's grace, of course. But even in the new covenant, even Paul as a murderer, he was placed in such a high position of authority. You know, if, if Moses, if, if his face was able to shine, I believe that yours can too. If the spirit of wisdom came upon Solomon, can he come upon you too? There are times when I'm just overwhelmed with joy, overwhelmed with love, and it washes over me. It makes me cry. There are some times where I'm working at VG Meets, and I just feel an overwhelming love just flooding me because you have living waters inside of you. And when those waters begin to flow, you just begin to feel the love, and the, the wheels of your spirit begin to turn. And you just begin to start seeing and hearing and feeling. And you might get a word, of, a word of knowledge for somebody. You might start to see something amazing. So we need to be one with God. We have to be one with God for us to change. And it's hard to change other people if you can't change yourself. <laughs> but you can't really change yourself because it's almost impossible without the supernatural power of God, without his leading. You know, there are so many times where I've tried to change myself, I've tried to change my personality, and it just goes nowhere. It just, it's just, it doesn't work out, <laughs> you know, unless I read 
and entangle myself with the word, if I meditate on the word, it begins to be written on my heart. And there are certain people here, even now, you have the words righteousness written on you. You have the words love and grace. You know, and some, there are some other words that are not so nice too when people are struggling that are written. But you just got to go to God and recognize that he is one with you. In John 14, 20, it says, in that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. In 1 Corinthians 6, 17, it says, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. And the presence of God, like I've said, it's always there. You cannot escape it. So take heart that the presence of God is always with you. You know, there's a book called Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And there's a very special part in that book. He says, even in the pots and pans, the presence of God is there. And I can just, wow, like even when I'm washing the dishes, like God is still there. Even when I'm, I don't know, working on a sermon, God's obviously there, <laughs> right? He's, al he's always there. I just want to uh, call up Brad right now. We're going to do something really special. We're going to practice the presence of God as a family. <laughs> this is something that we don't do too often. Um, and it's going to change you. I really believe it's going to change your frequency of your heart. And some of you, you're still, you're still already really saturated from worship, and that's great. And for some, you think about the troubles. So you got to stop thinking about the troubles. You got to start thinking about just the joy and the peace and the love that comes when you tune yourself, when you focus on God. You know, God gave me, he, he always gives me like songs whenever I'm in the shower. All my troubles fade away, for I am in you and you are in me. Every day is a brand new day. Just on and on, he'll just give me words and I'll just sing them because you yourself are a very powerful instrument. Love is the strongest frequency. It will change you. We need to focus on what's biblical. How does meditating on God affect my life? You need to meditate on the word day and night to be successful in all of your ways. You know, even in Genesis 24, 63, Abraham's son, Isaac, before he actually met his wife, Rebecca, he was in the fields and he was meditating. You know, that's an ancient practice and it's time to bring it back. This is, to me, this is just as important as speaking in tongues. Because when you're focusing on God, when you become one with him, when you say, I am in you and you are in me, it recenters you. And then all of a sudden, you know, for, for me, sometimes I start to taste honey in my mouth. I start to taste certain things that he is really, really, really good. I start to see things, things that I cannot explain. Jesus will open up his heart. You know, his heart will open up like a door and you just walk in and things, things are think, out of this world. It's truly wonderland. Your life with Christ is supposed to be wonderland. It really, really is. But you're not supposed to be weird. You're not supposed to be a freak in public. Like Jesus was a cool guy. He was very accepted. He was a man of status. He was a man of importance. 
respected. He could disarm any situation, but he would often retreat and spend time with his father, spend time with the Holy Spirit. If Jesus Christ had to do that, we have to do the same thing. So it's time to bring it back. So you can, you can choose to engage right now with God, with me, as I lead you. Uh, you're powerful to disagree and powerful to say no. You don't want to participate, but you will be changed. I, I do believe that. You'll be happier. So I just want to encourage everybody, you can close your eyes if you want to do that. And some of you have been, have been afraid to see, to see what God wants to show you because maybe the enemy has been giving you scary pictures at night, or maybe bad dreams, and you've put a lock on your spiritual eyes. But we repent right now, Father, for putting a lock on our eyes, for shutting them down because of fear. God, we divorce ourselves from fear right now in Jesus' name. We say that, God, I want to taste and see that you are good. I want to experience what you have to offer for us today and forevermore. God, by your grace, I want my eyes to be opened again. So let's all just take a deep breath. You know, things are okay. Just take a few deep breaths. The breath is the life of God. He gives you life every single day. Your body is always trying to rebalance, and that's the way that God has instructed it. When you breathe in and when you breathe out, God, I'm in you, and you're in me. You can say that in your head. I'm in you. You are in me. We are one together. This is a beautiful moment with you, with the body of Christ. This is a beautiful moment. God, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you that you've given us salvation. You sanctify us every single day. Thank you for the pictures entering our minds right now by your angels. There are angels around delivering envelopes, delivering weapons. There's messages floating from heaven down to you. You know, just, just receive from heaven, receive from God. You are, you are Jacob's ladder. J Jacob's ladder is Jesus Christ. And if we are like Christ, we are a gateway to heaven. Thank you, Father, that heaven is within me. I have everything I need. For you are my shepherd and I shall not want. You lead me down green pastures. for making us lie down in those pastures and leading us by those still waters, Lord. I want you just to imagine with your imagination, that's the key to seeing in the spirit. Just green pastures all around you. You can feel the wind flowing. 
you can feel the peace. You know, there are trees around you. And over a little ways away, there's a, a little creek just, just going by. But Jesus is there. He is there. He is in heaven. And this place is in a spiritual dimension. Thank you so much, God, for these green pastures. In your mind, just say, God, I rest in you. I rest in you. In this realm of light, it floods my senses, my spiritual eyes and ears, my sense of smell, my taste, and my sense of touch. God, thank you that in Revelation, John, he was in the spirit in the Lord's day, just like what we are doing right now. And in the spirit, there are other doors that lead to other places, but it's all by the leading of your spirit. It's all by the guidance of the shepherd of the most high. Thank you, God. Do you guys already feel a shift? I feel a shift right now. You know, it's so beautiful. It's your heart and your mind, those frequencies. It's expanding. You know, John Paul Jackson, he was able to do this. He was able to go into a room and he didn't have to focus on quieting himself because he was already in that state. He was already in that place. He could tell how many people were in a room. He could tell who was struggling just by looking at them in the eyes. But it is in this place where you become naturally supernatural. I want you to look at Jesus in these green pastures. You know, maybe he has something to say to you. You can ask him a question. You can say, God, what do you think of me? Show me the hands. Show me the holes in your hands. Is that really you? Let's just take a minute just to be alone with Jesus.
Jesus, he is so proud of each and every one of you. He is always thinking about you. You are his delight. You know, he wants to give you his sweetness. He wants to be a playful, a playful Messiah. Sometimes we'll see him as a lion. Sometimes we'll see him, you know, as a person. Whatever, whatever way he appears before you, you know, that's up to him. But know that he loves you. Know that he is with you for all of your days. I'm just going to call up the rest of the worship team. This is a practice from the ancients. This is a practice done for thousands of years. And Jesus truly wants you to, to see him. Jesus truly wants you to engage in him, to engage in the heavenlies. You know, in the book of Hebrews, it says, boldly come before the throne of grace with praise. So we're going to do that. We're going to boldly come. We're going to understand that God can move all of our mountains, that he can make anything possible. That because he is in us, in this new covenant, we can do all things in Christ who strengthens us. You know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is so much freedom in this place. I can just sense right now that uh, by you engaging, God has freed a lot of fear from you by giving you uh, truth and revelation. It is by revelation that we are transformed and changed. It is by revelation that we are given the keys to new life, to living life fully and life abundantly. So I want to encourage you all to take a moment and just remember, wow, I got to do this every day. Wow, how can I live without doing this every single day? And you know what? So some of you might feel uh, you know, guilty or shame, but just cast before the feet of Jesus, you know, and he'll trade it with you. God, he is uh, an amazing man of commerce. And I always go to the sea of glass in Revelation, that's, that's where that, that's mentioned. But it's a place where you can exchange who you are, exchange all that you lack for more of him. You know, and when you, when you exchange your lack of wisdom, he will give you an abundance of wisdom. When you exchange your state of health, he will renew your health. He will give you something brand new. And you can put it in your belly and you can bring it down and you can release it into this atmosphere. So the things that God gave to you, it's amazing. It's instilled knowledge. There are so many times where even if you don't see anything, uh, your spirit is being uh, transferred light, frequencies of light, because God is a, is a, a light being in the spirit. And he wants you to be the light of the world. So, 
So worship team, let's just engage in the, the throne room with praise. Let's all stand together. We're going to do a familiar chorus. Not something that we, we plan, but uh, I think this is the direction that we're supposed to go. Sing this with me if you know it.
thank you so much for this beautiful moment where we are one with you in the body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for this message. Even when things go wrong, even when there's trouble in the world, you give us your revelation of who you are. You give us your plan for the future. The Lord actually spoke to me about the United States and the Ukraine, what's going on in Ukraine. And the Hebrew calendar is very, very important. And right now it's the time before the Passover. And Queen Esther in the Bible, you know, when, when things were going wrong, when the Israelites were threatened to be put to death by the plan of Haman, decided to throw a party <laughs> and it is a timely thing I do believe God is saying even though there's trouble throw a party in the presence of your enemies because Haman was invited to that party right and God told me that Haman represents Joe Biden so I'm not saying that Joe's gonna be just saying that's who he represents that's what God told me so don't be afraid to raise your voice to throw parties to enjoy the presence of God don't be afraid to close your eyes and just shut out all of the the busyness of life don't be afraid that that was the most common thing that the angels said when they they came you know to the body of don't be afraid. So that's that's what I want to leave with you. Don't be afraid of anything. For God is surely with you in all of your ways. You know, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him in all your ways. He will give you such victory. And he is better than you thought. God truly is better than I thought. So I come to you with simple message. For some it might be challenging, but just, just know that God is in this place and God loves you so, so much. He wants you to allow him to, to tell him your worth. You know, you are priceless. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are beautiful. You know, some of the women need to hear that. You are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, God, when he knit you in your mother's womb, he thought of you. Before he put you together in your mother's womb, he thought of you. You were a thought. He knew your plans. He knew what you were meant to accomplish. So go to him, go to him for that plan and he will give it to you. Mm -hmm. So let's sing that last chorus and then you are free to go. But thank you so much for, for listening, for tuning in online. Uh, be blessed, be nourished. I hope this was very nourishing for you. It was very calming. And sometimes we just gotta calm down. <laughs> so. Stay calm and be blessed in Jesus.
Jesus' name, amen.